twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. Well, tonight we've got two of our friends that we've talked about numerous times. Nice things, of course. Uh, We've got Linda and Lou. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. There you go. And I found this thing on the internet, and I like to share stuff. So if I have your email address, I'll bombard you with a whole bunch of stupid shit. It's called spamming people. Yeah, but I pick and choose. Pick and choose the people or pick and choose your spam? The people and then the spam. But anyways, there's one that was, um, I married the uh, Eiffel Tower, and it was a some sort of like YouTube clip, and there's some fucking freaks out there. Well, Roxy calls me and she says, I've got this link you have to go check out. A Olympian champion is fucking her bow. I assumed a bow was her boyfriend. Oh no. It was the bow that, you know, you shoot arrows with. <laughs> You know, these are some of the things, sometimes Roxanne sends me this stuff on email, and I don't even open it because I know it's some garbage she's sending around spamming everybody. Oh, please. Originally, I think I just sent it to you and to Sue, and I think to Nancy, and that was it. And I was the big disappointment of the bunch because I didn't open it up at all. Well, here's the deal. Anytime Roxy sends me anything, I never open it, A, at work, B, with any children around, or my mother around. Those are really good rules to live by, (laughs) let me tell you. Yeah, if it's, if it's something really foul, I'll say don't open it at work. I try to warn, but sometimes I do want the shock value. That's true. You did put a little warning notice on that, like, chicken or turkey or something that looked like a man's nuts. <laughs> yes, you did put the warning on. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, it was, like, around Thanksgiving, and it was some turkey, and you kind of look at it more closely, and you're like, oh! Oh, and it was really a guy's balls. Yeah. Okay. It was Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. This whole thing was about these women that are, what is it, objective sexuals? Objectum sexuals. Which means they fall in love with objects and they can't fall in love with people. But, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I can understand. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, okay, she loves her dildo. Okay, man, I get that. I mean, <laughs> you know, who hasn't had a toy that you think, this thing fucking rocks. I love it. See, I, I can was, understand that. I was with you, and she said that guys fell in love with their cars, and I thought people fall in love with their cars all the time. Cars. Yeah, right. right. When you see a car commercial, you also see a naked woman. I understand that transition. What we didn't expect is to see the guy whacking off on the car. <laughs> yeah, but that's that one was called, like, Strange Love or I Love My Car, Strange Love, and guys actually are having sex with their cars, and they're jerking off on the cars, shooting their jizz on their tires, fucking the exhaust pipes, caressing other cars i mean it's it's pretty creepy but i did love that one better than than the eiffel tower and there wasn't even like a naked woman inside or anything no but you get to see the guy pantsless with a heart on walking out to someone's car that's what i wanted to see i did even as a lesbian it was fascinating see now i enjoyed the objectum sexual much better than the gentleman with their cars because of the women not just because it was women because i just couldn't associate with it i could grasp the cars but rubbing up dry humping the eiffel tower odd getting grease all over your fingers for a with a carnival ride way odd knock 1001 thank you very much knock 1001 but it was okay because she had a crazy haircut and a funny hat yep that would be right okay well let's let's discuss because crazy haircut was i think the lesbian crew cut style so that's not a lesbian crew cut it's just a crew cut crew cuts can be straight guys too well we took one look at her and we thought oh my mm. god what a big dyke and you know the only reason we don't have to claim her even though she was wearing tie-dye and she had the obligatory lesbian crew cut on the only reason Walk. we don't need to claim her is because all the objects she was in love with she referred to as men yes yeah, so ease 
So all the church banisters that she was fucking. No, there's only the one banister. No, she had the banister in the church, and, and the she had the little she piece had one of that banister that she had at home, so she could sit in her chair in the living room and caress it. Now, what's even more disgusting and revolting about that is she was caressing it front in of front mother. of her mother. Exactly. Yeah. Now, come on. Mama's a little off a rocker, too. She thought that having dolls in the bedroom... What were those kind of... Raggedy Ann dolls. Was, ...were better than having a man in the bed, and that was how she had her fun. So Mom wasn't too grounded either. Okay, you know, but I had some freaky piano teacher when I was growing up, and one time when she made me cry when I was at a piano lesson, she Were you took, caressing it? No, she took me up to her bedroom and showed me her doll collection. First of all, I'm like some nine-year-old lesbian. I don't give a shit about dolls. You know, and I don't really want to be at this piano lesson either, and I don't want to be up in some old lady's room. Was she hugging you when she showed you the dolls? No, but I mean, she could have inappropriately touched me. I mean, that would be maybe the thing. Maybe she was objective she sexual. Maybe she was objective sexual. She might have gotten arrested as a pedophile in today's world, but, you know, back in the 70s, you know, no one could give a shit about that. <laughs> no, I think that the whole thing with this, the dolls and the banister, and she fell in love with an organ and this sort of thing, Lou told us, you know, when we were watching some of it, is that... Basically, this woman is a cheating whore. Oh, yeah, she, she totally was. She fucks was. everything. No, she totally was. Well, here's, here's the interesting attractive. thing. attractive. Well, right. So you would think she'd find one object, like the lady who was the Olympic archer, she fell in love with her bow. And, you know, you can understand, like, okay, you know, this is a really nice piece of equipment. It's very well made. Brought her it's, much success. Yeah, brought her a lot of success. You can understand about that. She got a gold medal. But at some point, she says she broke up with it. So it's her ex. So when she stopped doing archery, and I don't know what she was doing after that, and then she decided to go back to archery, she was like, oh, my God, I have to pick up my ex-lover again, you know? And it's like, all right, I mean, you know. Well, the ex-lover made her a lot of money. How do you break up with that, though? I don't know. I'd be more concerned with having sex with it. Because, you know, there's got to be pointy parts on that thing that you can hurt yourself. You know, maybe she gets really excited and she grabs, you know, because it was just the bow, but maybe she grabs an arrow. And she's thinking that she's going to use, like, the feather part of the arrow to, like, tease her uh, clit or something. And then she's humping the bow. And what happens? She gets excited and she accidentally pokes herself with the sharp point of the arrow. What I found interesting that she compared it to relationships that normal people have. She's never had a relationship with anything other than her objects, correct? Yeah, correct. that's right. That's right. Okay, oh, so well, she ha- tried. She tried. She, she tried. Said. Right, but she never... She only dated the guy to get his bow. Yeah. I want to know where she puts the condom on that thing. <laughs> I don't think she's practicing safe sex. Oh, you don't? No, she... You know what? If objects had venereal diseases, I swear to God, she'd have scabs and blisters all over herself because she touches and rubs herself on every fuck the Berlin Wall, a Ferris wheel, the fucking bow. No, the whore jumped on the whore jumped on the red picket fence. Okay, that's that's the bow and arrow chick. Right, Right. that's what I'm saying. She jumped on the red picket fence in the boonies and carnival. Right, but wasn't it snowed in and there was nobody there? It was kind of out in the boonies. Right, and she said there are physical things going on. She was completely red-faced. I think she was coming right then and there. Oh, yeah, she said there's physical things going on. It was unbelievable. Uh, but here's what I want to know. Is there's what, no condom. How does that conversation go down with your gynecologist? Because I know how it is with, as being a lesbian. <laughs> are you sexually active? Yes. Are you using birth control? No. Are you are trying, you to, trying get to get pregnant? Well, yeah, but Roxanne just keeps shooting blanks. I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, how do you have that conversation? Well, are you sexually active? Yes. Are you using any birth control? No. 
I think the harder question is, where did all the slivers come from? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be a little harder <laughs> to explain good. away than my girlfriend doesn't actually shoot jism. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> that is, yeah, but, that is something you really need to kind of work but through. But if you go back to crew cut, tie-dye, Amy, you know, she when she was with that knock 1001, that roller coaster not roller coaster some not even a ferris wheel it's some sort of and let's call it a carnival ride yes carnival it was a carnival ride. ride so she, it's closed it's after hours and she's touching it all over the place and she's like oh i want to feel your juices all over me and she's got like lube from you know so the parts don't break grease grease and, and yeah, don't grease. call it lube it is grease it's it, okay grease. grease so she's doing that and what happens if she gets lube or, or juice one of those things in an orifice and then she goes to the gynecologist she's what the hell was up there i'm sorry it's Grease. She has a permanent yeast infection. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I <laughs> instead of cottage cheese, you're getting nuts and bolts popping out of your vajayjay. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a bad deal. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, I got some really interesting dents you need to take a look at. The great thing also is, is that they're both Americans, so that makes me feel really proud to be an American. Yeah, we own them too. So we own the lesbian, the Americans. Yeah, and then the archery girl flies to Paris a couple times because she wants to see the Eiffel Tower, which she ends up marrying. Well, you know, here's the other but interesting... But I don't remember hearing him say I do, Well, the other I do. The, uh, the Eiffel Tower is a female, she said. Yeah, well, the other interesting thing for me to get my head around is not only the breakups, like who breaks up with who, but also that these, all of them were very polygamous. I mean, there wasn't just one fence that they were in love with. There just wasn't one object or one bridge. I mean, they had multiple lovers. I mean, how do you explain that? And who do you take home at night? Yeah, but all the straight people do that too. Well, well they, not all straight lovers. people. You go to New York. There's a thing on like Dateline or 2020. And basically they're saying that all the New Yorkers, they had a percentage of like how many people you sleep with. And they're like in the fucking 40s. So these people are actually really conservative. You well, know what? Look, I, I don't like it. I want her to take her one fence post and you'd be happy with that fence post. You shouldn't ha- be marrying multiple fence posts. I'm sorry. Well, see, That's obviously right. we're not paying attention. She got the seven-year itch. We all know she got the seven-year itch. She had to find some other object. That was Amy that got the seven-year itch, not the archer. Yeah, oh, yeah archer, that's true. Until she settled down, until she married the Eiffel Tower, she's able to touch whatever thing. If it's the Golden Gate Bridge, oh. you know, or whatever, she wasn't married. Oh, she was a player. She was a player, big time. I got it. I got it. Hold on, but she's still a player because she's married the Eiffel Tower. She has the tattoo of the Eiffel Tower between her breasts, and she's still fucking the red picket fence. No, yeah, no, she wasn't know. married at that time. Okay, well, look, this is all I'm going to say. If I see any of those ladies come around our house... <laughs> and start and, rubbing our fence? And even look at our fence. Either one of our fences, because we got a wooden one and a metal one. If they even Ooh, look at our fences, I'm coming out with a shotgun. I don't know. I think this desk is awfully hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, since <laughs> this is nice all a little cold. bit surreal, and it might be hard to follow exactly what we're talking about, because I had to watch the videos for about 20, 30 minutes, and still am finding it hard to believe, we'll put all the links in the show notes so you can check it out yourself, because this is, this is pretty unbelievable. It's worth the time, I think. Yeah. Well worth it. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.